0: Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, January 14th, and former MP and National President of the Man faction of the Bharatiya Kisan Union, Pupinder Singh Man, has recused himself from the Supreme Court appointed four member panel to resolve the ongoing standoff between the protesting farmers and the Narendra Modi government. Man's inclusion in the committee had stoked controversy among farmer unions earlier this week. In a statement, Mann said that while he's thankful to the Supreme Court for nominating him as a farmer and a union leader, he's ready to sacrifice any position in view of the prevailing sentiments and apprehensions among the farm unions and the public in general. There was a feeling among the leaders of BKU that when the agitators had refused to appear before the committee, what was the point left in being part of the panel anyway? Man's close associate and his farm outfit's Haryana unit president, Guni Prakash, told the Indian Express that they stand by his decision. A resident of Batala district of Punjab, Man was an independent member of the Sabha from 1990 to 1996. In a bid to end the ongoing standoff over the new farm laws, the Supreme Court on Tuesday suspended the implementation of the three farm laws until further notice and also decided to set up a committee comprising experts to hear the parties and understand the ground situation. Now, while hearing the petitions on the farm laws earlier this week, the Supreme Court had asked the lawyers representing the protesting farmers to convince old people and women participating in the agitation to go back. Well, my colleagues Nidhi and Aditya went to the Singhu border protest yesterday and spoke to female protesters about the top court's views. She got some very sharp and insightful responses, and you can watch it on News Laundry. Yes, the video is out and I can't recommend it enough. It's titled, quote, sorry, this isn't a man's protest. Women farmers on SC wanting them to go home, unquote. If you like our ground reports from across the country, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. You can also do so by heading over to the website and clicking on the red subscribe button on the top right hand corner. Our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month. So please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. The Delhi Police have told the Delhi High Court that AAP MLAs Raghav Chadda and Artishi Marlena cannot be granted permission to protest outside the residences of Home Minister Amit Shah and Lieutenant Governor Anil Baijal, as political gatherings are prohibited by the State Disaster Management Authority, the DDMA, till January 31st. Another reason cited, was the prohibitory orders issued under Section 144 of the Criminal Procedure Code, or the CRPC, for the entire Central Delhi, where the two residences are located. The submissions have been made by the police in its affidavit, filed in response to the two ARP leaders' plea, challenging the denial of their request for permission to hold protests outside the homes of the Union Home Minister and the LG. In its affidavit, the police has also said that the protests in the National Capital can only be held at two locations, that is Jantar Mantar and Ramdi Maidan, which are designated for the purpose and nowhere else. However, the police said that in view of the DDMA notification of September last year, which was extended from time to time and now stands extended till January 31st, no political gatherings of any number of persons is permitted in the national capital. Both AP MLA's wanted to stage dharna's outside the residences of Shah and Baijal, on December 13, 2020, to protest against the alleged misappropriation of funds by the North Delhi Municipal Corporation, but they were denied permission. Both were detained by the police on the same day, along with some ARP leaders for attempting to protest at the two sites without the necessary permission. Supreme Court Bar Association, or the SCBA president, Dushyan Dawe, resigned from his post with immediate effect today, saying he has forfeited his right to continue. Acting SCBA Secretary Rohit Pandey confirmed the development that the senior advocate had resigned with immediate effect. Dave, in his brief letter, stated that the tenure of the executive committee of the SCBA has already ended and it may not be possible to hold virtual elections as per schedule due to reservations held by some lawyers. He added that following recent events, he felt that he had forfeited his right to continue as the leader. Davi said that he had no quarrel with reservations of these lawyers but his continuation as the president in these circumstances would be morally wrong. A fight has exploded in Karnataka's governing BJP, with several leaders hitting out at Chief Minister B.S. Yadiyarappa over a cabinet expansion seemed to favour his camp heavily. Some BJP leaders today openly accuse the Chief Minister of including in his 17-month-old cabinet only those who had blackmailed him or were in his inner circle. Senior BJP leader Basana Kora R. Patil said that the CM had only considered and appointed those who blackmailed him with the CD and paid huge money to him. He added that factors like loyalty, caste, seniority, region weren't considered and that Yadurappa completely ignored loyal party workers. Other dissenters from the BJP include H. Vishwanath, MP Kumaraswamy, Satish Reddy, Shivgaura Nayak, Dhipa Reddy and even Mr. Yadurappa's close aide, MP Renukacharya. Yesterday, Seven new ministers joined the Yadirappa cabinet and at least three of them are seen as Yadirappa loyalists. The cabinet changes, the third since the BJP politician took charge after the collapse of the Congress JDS government following the rebellion of 17 MLAs took place after the chief minister met with Home Minister Amit Shah in Delhi on Sunday. The Ghazipur poultry market and others that were closed in Delhi as a precautionary measure in view of an avian influenza outbreak will be reopened. The January 9th order by the AFT government, which also imposed restrictions on import of chicken from other states, was reversed hours after Delhi Animal Husbandry Unit confirmed that bird flu has not been detected in the poultry samples sent from the city. Senior Animal Husbandry Unit Officer Rakesh Singh said that this means there is no spread of avian influenza in poultry birds in Delhi. The order by Delhi's three civic bodies, banning the sale, processing and packaging of poultry in their jurisdiction, Will also be reversed today. On Wednesday, the BJP-governed agencies had warned hotels and restaurants against serving egg-based dishes or poultry meat and threatened with license suspension if they failed to comply. The confirmation that there is no even influenza outbreak in Delhi's poultry farms comes as a major relief for hundreds of farmers who trade at the Ghazipur chicken market, the biggest in Asia. It also allays fears of Delhi's meat-eaters who had moved away from the protein to avoid potential transmission of the zoonotic disease. This despite central and state advisories, assuring that eggs and chicken could be safely consumed after they were fully cooked as the virus is sensitive to heat. A former IS officer who spent years in Prime Minister Narendra Modi's team and is among his most trusted aides, joined the BJP today. Arvind Kumar Sharma joined the party in Uttar Pradesh's Lucknow. Sharma is tipped for the UP Legislative Council and may be given an important post in the government of Yogi Adityanath. Elections to the 12 seats of the Legislative Council are due on January 28th. Asked if Sharma could be made a candidate, BJP spokesperson Chandramohan said that the names were decided by the central leadership. The bureaucrat was once a secretary in the Centre's Ministry of Micro, Small and Medium Enterprises. His voluntary retirement this week comes as a surprise to many, but by all accounts, he's set for a significant political role in Uttar Pradesh. The 1988 batch IS officer of the Gujarat Kader is from Mau in UP and he has worked with PM Modi, not just in Delhi, but also when he was the chief minister of Gujarat before 2014. He joined him as secretary in 2001 when Modi began his stint as Gujarat's chief minister. Archaeologists have discovered the world's oldest known cave art, a life-size picture of a wild pig that was painted at least 45,500 years ago in Indonesia. The cave painting, uncovered in South Sulawesi, consists of a figurative depiction of a warty pig, a wild boar that is endemic to this Indonesian island. The finding, published on Wednesday in the journal Science Advances, also represents some of the earliest archaeological evidence for modern humans in the region. The cave is in a valley that is enclosed by steep limestone cliffs and is only accessible by a narrow cave passage in the dry season, as the valley floor is completely flooded in the wet season. The painting shows a pig with a short crest of upright hairs and a pair of horn-like facial warts in front of his eyes, a characteristic feature of adult male Sulawesi warty pigs. The previously oldest dated rock art scene is at least 43,900 years old and it was a depiction of hybrid human-animal beings hunting Sulawesi warty pigs and dwarf bovids. It was discovered by the same research team at a nearby limestone cave site. Basran Burhan, an Indonesian archaeologist and Griffith University PhD student who led the survey said that humans have hunted Sulawesi wati pigs for tens of thousands of years. The team sampled the art for uranium series dating, a technique to determine the age of calcium carbonate materials. Now, before I wrap up, listeners, our new website has a new podcast player that you can use to access all our podcasts. It includes a host of features like download, speed control, queue the ability to skip to a topic within an episode and even start from where you had stopped the previous time. So when you head over to our new website on your phone or your laptop, click on the mic icon at the top right of our homepage. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform.